It is. It's just the more we age, I think we realize what really is important, what we value. Um, I love how you said how to do it gracefully because I think just having grace for ourselves, for the process and for others is so important and something that I don't think I was very good at when I was younger. And I mean, even with everything that's gone on and like the media and with certain people, you don't know what's going on in someone's life and how they're suffering. So the more that we can just have grace and support one another in this whole process, I think it's so and so important. Hey guys, welcome to the Power and Persistence podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Blois, business owner, mentor, self-care advocate, manifester, wife, and mama of two. This podcast is designed to make you feel seen and inspired. Join me for honest and raw conversations with successful women and purpose-driven entrepreneurs. We'll explore how they imperfectly, but persistently juggle career, family, and relationships, all while honoring their authentic selves. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I'm so excited to come on and let you know that I have created a free journal template for you. Badasses build boundaries. Boundaries have been essential to me in my healing journey, and I know they can do the same for you. It's when we say no to the things that don't serve us that we're really able to be true to who we authentically are and who we are looking to become. So go into the show notes or go to my website, jessieblois.com to find the link and download your copy today. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Jesse. I'm so happy you're here, guys. Today, we are joined by Jenna Fonte, and I'm really excited to have a conversation with Jenna because we have so much in common between finding the importance in mentorship and working and running a business with our spouse. Um, we're going to have lots to talk about. But Jenna, why don't we start with you giving us a little bit of background about who you are? Sure. So, well, we went to high school together, too. We did. <laughs> so we're both Thousandokians. I don't know, like, how we actually, if that's a term, but we grew up here. So I grew up here and met my husband in high school. And so we've been together for 21 years. And went our separate ways in college, and I um, went into psychology and kinesiology, and I've just always believed in mind-body connection and taking care of our bodies well. And so from that, I ended up in pharmaceutical sales because I wanted a job that provided. Pro provision was really important to me. I wanted to make a good income. I wanted to live a life where I didn't have to worry about money. Like I grew up in a house where money was always a source of stress, and I didn't want that for myself or my family. And so going into pharmaceutical sales was a, a good solution for me because at the time it provided this great income or stable income with also being in kind of the health and wellness industry. It's not, not health and wellness, it's medicine. But I thought I was helping people that way. It was, it was a way for me to get both of those things. and. While I was with that company, got married, had my first child, and started to see the breakdown in the pharmaceutical industry, as well as had this desire to be more at home with my child. And so although I'm not built to be a stay-at-home mom, like mm -hmm. I have something going for me, and I love my children dearly, and we do homeschool, but... Like, I have to have a break. <laughs> and so I started looking for ways that I could work from home. And it took me a little while. It took me about 11, 12 months to find the company we're with now, doTERRA, which is an essential oil wellness company. And so it's one of those things. It's a network marketing company. So you have to build your own business from the ground up, find your own customers and so both my husband and I decided to do this together. We started in December 2011, and it's just, it's grown and grown and grown. And so it's been so rewarding to be able to truly help people where I thought I was trying to help people in pharmaceuticals. Now I get to truly help people and I can be at home with my family. I can homeschool my kids. I can be present 
And like we said, or you mentioned before, I get to work with my spouse. And so we truly get to create the life that we want. And that's been a huge blessing. Okay, so a lot to unpack there. So what originally made you interested in the mind, the body and wellness? Was there something that went on in your childhood? Was there some connection you had to it? Or is this just an interest that you've always just had? inside of you? Yeah. So it's probably both. Like if I were to really think about it, um, I had some childhood, you could probably call it trauma. Um, sometimes I trauma is such like an overarching word, like catch all. I don't believe that my trauma necessarily could compare to maybe someone else's, right? But we all experience trauma in such a unique way that it really can't be viewed as one's, we all feel it differently. So yeah, if you had a childhood trauma, like that's your trauma and how you process and go through that is unique to you. Right. So there probably was uh, a desire to like figure out why, why that happened, the psychology, the mind, like the workings behind that. I feel like a lot of people who get into the psychology realm or psychiatry, it's because they are, you know, attempting to fix something that went wrong in their own lives or trying to understand that process. So there there probably was some kind of thought line in there. But from a very young age, um, basically since I was 16, I knew I wanted to go into the field of psychology. And at the same time, I also started transforming my own body. And so I had just gone through a season in early high school of like every nutrition break, I would eat a bag of M&Ms and a bag of Ruffles sour cream and cheddar chips. Like that was bad. And, you know, it started to change my body. (laughs) And so... When I got a driver's license, it's like, okay, I need to go to the gym. Was that something that you just grew up being able to eat that way and it didn't impact your body? And now all of a sudden you were starting to see the impact or that was just a newfound food joy that you found in your life? Yeah, I think it was more like I have the freedom to buy whatever I want to buy when I'm at school. Yeah. And I like these things and they make me happy to some extent, right? Yeah. And I got in a bad habit. Okay. And so it so interestingly, in kind of thinking back about that time, I did make these two choices basically in the same year of my life that I wanted to pursue psychology. I thought I wanted to be a therapist. Okay. And I wanted to change my body and take care of my body and dived into weight training and nutrition. So it, it just all happened uh, around the same time. And I've just always, that's always been my passion. So you just, you started in high school and you never wavered. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. So where did you go to college? I went to Westmont. It's a private Christian, Santa Barbara. How did you and Damien reconnect? So we stayed together. We had a brief splitting up. Um, oh, wait, you dated in high school? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you knew each other in high school and then reconnected. Okay, so you guys are high school sweetheart. Yeah, we weren't together all of high school. He had another girlfriend the first part of high school. I had a crush on him and he had this other girlfriend and then he broke her, but we were friends. And so we went to senior prom together. So this month actually is 22 years of being, 21, 21 years, sorry, of being together. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. We split up for a little bit this summer going into college. I wanted no ties. Yeah. And shortly, I quickly realized that I had something that was really precious that I, I gave up. And so we got back together that, you know, within a few months. Okay. All right. And then did he go to the same college as you? No, he went to UCSD. Okay. So you guys did a little bit of long distance. Yeah. So we did the distance for four years. And I think that that really helped us in creating good communication. Mm -hmm. And because I think that's like 
in terms of people's marriages, I think that's one of the number one breakdowns is people don't communicate. Mm-hmm. And I think it just gave us, that was one reason, you know, that gave us like a good foundation to start. So did you guys get married as soon as you were done with college? No, we got married in 2008. So two so years after. Oh, how funny. Yeah, in June. That's awesome. We're July. Okay, there you go. So yeah, so it's 2008. So we're coming up on 15. 15 years. Yeah. I know. I, how are we old enough to be married 15 years? I don't know, but we are. This is really weird. I just turned 39 two weeks ago. I'm like, this is... What's your birthday? March 29th. <laughs> I turned 40 on March 30th. Oh my gosh. That's Yeah, hilarious. my brother turned 28 on March 29th. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have a 12-year gap. So lots of March birthdays. That's fun. That's so fun, yeah. Okay, so you got married in 2008, and now you're heading into pharmaceutical sales. And what did Damien do? Damien stayed, well, he didn't stay at home at the time. He worked for his dad. He was a, in real estate appraising. Okay. Okay, and then how, what year did you have your first child? 2010. <laughs> okay. Know, you... All right, so it's two years into your marriage. You have your first baby, and you're just like, this pharmaceutical line of work is not for me. And correct me if I'm wrong, but pharmaceutical sales can be very lucrative. So it can be. Um, I think you probably make more money if you're in device sales. Got it. But you have device sales, you're on call, you're, you're in the operating room. There's mm-hmm. you know, a higher level of education there. Pharmaceutical sales, you can make a good living but you're, you're handcuffed. And so you're, the frustrating thing for me was they reset your goals every quarter. And so you have to keep working harder or the things that you did do maybe don't apply the next quarter. And so it always felt like I was chasing after something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really valued for what I had to offer. Okay. So you're supposed to be educated and you're supposed to know about, you know, your particular drugs, but doctors don't care what you know. They don't want to talk about the prescription. It's, it's really just about, honestly, in my opinion, it's about hiring attractive people to go and make conversations and changing a physician's habit to write your drug, excuse me, instead of somebody else's drug. Okay. So okay. With- so you quickly became unfulfilled. Yeah. So, okay, so you decide, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Damien is home taking care of your baby. Talk to me about what that conversation was like, if you remember, where you're like, hey, let's completely pivot. Yeah. And really to walk away from an income like that is a huge risk and undertaking. I mean, I know we did it. So tell me kind of how that, how that went for the two of you. Yeah. So there were a few things that came into play all kind of at the same time. So our son was born. I was wanting to be more at home with him. Um, I think that that heart pull was significant for me. And also Damien didn't want to be a stay-at-home dad. That's, you know, just not his calling. (laughs) His brother died when I was eight weeks pregnant with Micah. And so when his brother died, it was, um, he was not quite 21. And so it was just this, I had experienced other death in my family. So it wasn't that I didn't know, but it was kind of this like all coming together, kind of this like flash of understanding of this life is so short that if I'm not fully happy, then I need to change it and I need to take control of what I can change. Mm -hmm. And I don't clearly believe that like you have to be passionate about every single work that you do. I do think that there is an element of, Sometimes you just have to stick it through and you can find passion in a hobby and some other things. But that just, that was kind of the overarching 
um, takeaway that I had from his death. And so I felt like, why am I working for this company whose values I don't align with? And even if the money is secure and stable, this is, I'm going to be stuck to this for the rest of my life potentially. And if I don't get out now, when is it going? And so when I found the opportunity in doTERRA, I could see that I could make however much money I wanted to make. And it was a, it was a safer option because there was already a product. You know, we don't have to ship the product. We don't, we just have to market it and share it. And so it was a safe step into entrepreneurship. And I have the personality of just like, if I've got the idea and I feel like it was backed by God, I'm like, okay, we're just going to go with it. And I'm just going to jump in. And so I initially just said, here's what we're going to do. And I'm going to do it. And then it took a couple months later for me to ask Damien, well, what do you think? Do you want to join in? Like we, if we did this together, we could create something bigger because I know I can't really do it on my own. And so he had to, he had to think about it. And, you know, we went and talked to some other people and asked a lot of questions and then decided, okay, this is something that we want to pursue because we believe in living a life like fully together in full partnership. And this would be a great way for us to be able to do that. Did you overlap your pharmaceutical job with doTERRA until you kind of rammed it up? So (laughs) sort of for two months. So I started doTERRA December 2011. I did have another side uh, home marketing job, not very many hours. So I was working three jobs at once, essentially. And then in January 2012, our company announced layoffs. And so I was the only person on my team that got laid off. I honestly think that didn't happen to you. That happened for you, right? I was, I mean, when we found out, you know, the company's terrible. They, they release an email at like 12 o'clock at night, right? That they're going to announce layoffs the next day kind of thing, or, or maybe it was two days later. And I called my mom and I said, mom, I'm going to get laid off tomorrow. Like, I'm so excited. And she was in a full panic because we had a house. We had yeah. a time. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is like you said, like, this is a, this is a God thing. Like, I know that we're doing the right thing and I can't devote all of my time to doTERRA to growing this business if I'm still at this other place. And so I got a six month severance. It was not enough to float us. Like it takes longer than six months to build a business that generates enough income to provide for a family in California like that, for sure. So we had two, maybe two and a half very hard years. Um, but that that was definitely like the thing that I needed in order to set us free and get going. I honestly believe that sometimes because huge jumps like that, they're scary. And we will make decisions based out of fear. I mean, to think I'm going to quit our my entire family's security to go after this other idea that I know I can do, but it's going to take time. Any new business takes time. And that's why everyone's not a business owner because it takes time. Like you said, you were doing three businesses at once. It's not glamorous and exciting for many, many years. Do you even feel a little bit of that freedom? Um, But I do think a lot of times the universe will give us the push that we're not going to give ourselves. And what feels like rejection is Mm -hmm. really redirection because without that shove, we might never make that change for ourselves. I mean, similar thing happened for my husband and myself. His, um, the firm he was working for did similar layoffs and he decided, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm miserable. So I'm going to start my own small firm. The pandemic hit. And listen, I don't have a lot of positive things to say about the pandemic. Me either. <laughs> it did make us, and I, I've shared my story a lot, but like we were not in a good place, our marriage at this time. Like he was doing his career. 
I was trying to establish and grow my business and we were, how you said, in a partnership. We were not in a partnership. And Ben and I do much better when we are working mm. side by side or spending time together. Um, and because of the pandemic, we were like, well, we can't be growing two small businesses. And that's when he joined on with my business. And listen, it made the, the business grow and evolve tremendously. And it's, I really think it saved our marriage. And it's something we would not have done if the universe hadn't thrown such a scary curveball in our direction. So I, I, yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Maybe you would have stayed in your job so much longer, which would have impacted your, your growth. Okay. So you guys now are deciding you have lost your job. Yes, I understand you're going to have a very scary couple of years. I mean, especially going through the pandemic as business owners. I don't know what it was like for you guys at that point, but that's some scary shit because there's no W-2. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I remember looking at people, yes, you have to work from home and things are changing. I'm like, but you have a paycheck coming. I don't know what's going to happen. It was horrible. It's scary. It's um, true. Ours actually, our business was bigger during the pandemic. We're experiencing a low year, like the end of last year and this year. Why do you think? So I, well, for, for us, I think we sell medicine essentially. And so during the pandemic, people want to stock their homes with the things, the tools so that they don't get sick, right? Everyone's so crazy scared they want to have everything that they could have so we sold out like of our on guard immunity blend like it was sold out for months it was just crazy sales crazy and so now i think as i think there's a lot of reasons but i think as like we've settled down we're in a recession people are now not so scared of a virus but they're scared of their their, their life, their stability, and maybe they have money to spend, but they're like holding on to it, right? Because yeah. it went through some traumatic couple of years. And so I think that's what we're seeing right now until people like realize they're safe again. And so people don't like, we have a great product. So they don't stop buying the product, but they buy less of it. Okay. I, we're going to get into a little bit because you sell Essentially, for anyone that doesn't know what doTERRA is, it's essential oils with many different purposes to help people for a variety of issues, whatever it is that they're seeking, whether it's immunity or muscle fatigue or anxiety, there are different oils to target um, your needs. And it's yeah. a beautiful, natural way to do so. Yes. Um, Okay, so talk to me a little bit about those couple of years where now here you guys are, you're pretty still newly married, you have young, maybe one, maybe two at this point, children, and it, it's a hard couple of years. Um, a lot of people, which I understand at this point, would say, I'm going to go get a job. Like, at least while we build, I'm going to go get a job with a guaranteed income. What was that those couple of years like for you guys? So we never had that idea. I'm, I'm very visionary. And so if I've got the vision, I, I have faith that we're going to reach it. And so I can just push towards that. Damien's not so much that way. He doesn't live in the future as much as I do, which is a good balance. <laughs> and so, you know, he's more practical and more okay, what are we going to do right now or for this month kind of thing? Um, so we did also really believe just in ourselves. We, we knew we were taking, in a sense for us, it was taking a chance on ourselves. And so could we prove it to ourselves? And so that was a big thing. And we were also proving something to our family. So we had some family that were not very supportive. And we both felt like, well, we'll just show you wrong. You know, and so that that was a lot of what really fueled us in those first couple of years. Um, but it was very hard. You know, money stress is, I think, another right top reason why people end in divorce. And so there were very, very stressful times. Um, we were 
for sure living paycheck to paycheck, you know, put things on the credit card until you get paid. And then it was a little bit of like, you know, what's that saying? Like borrow from Peter to pay Paul kind of thing. Um, and so that period of time, I think what I remember the most was it was hard, um, but it was just like, put your head to the grindstone. And so there wasn't, you know, I don't know if I would describe it as like having a lot of joy, but I wouldn't say it was joy less. It was just, they were working years. Like that is what we did. And so we did have some times where like I was traveling a lot and Damien had to say, hey, you know, I need you to. And we had to talk that through and work through some of those hard things where I had to be open to say, okay, you're right. Like I'm on this path. I'm trying to get us to this place. I see it in front of us, but you're right. I still have to be here in this moment because my marriage and my family is more important than any potential income or any, you know, job stability. And so those were hard things definitely that we had to work through. Um, but that have served us, you know, through having multiple children and the, the hard times, especially with sex that you have when your babies are little and being understanding of one another. Um, so I would say it was, it was, it was not an easy time, but we it, just stuck to, yeah, you stuck to your vision. Every time I'm saying something, it's, I'm losing your voice. So I apologize if that's happening. Um, but I, I can really relate. And I felt like I'm like you were, well, you know what? We're both Aries. There you go. We have a vision and it's like full force ahead. And I, I saw this vision and I just, I went for it. Um, because Ben was doing his own thing. I didn't get that, that check in from him to kind of like check me. And I do look back and think, God, I wish I was more present when they were little. I mean, they're, they're still young, but I look back at pictures of like when they were one and three and I'm like, I remember, but I just, I was not fully present and I can't get that time. So I think it's very beautiful that you were able in that moment to have that realization because it's definitely something that I look back on. And yes, I, I grew the business, I created this business and it's a beautiful business that helps many, many people. And I'm so grateful for that. But I did do it at the expense of being a really present mom and wife. It was a really, really rough time. And I think that's what happens a lot when we're growing a business. It wasn't until I learned how to slow down and breathe and find some inner peace and how to take care of myself and really to let go and trust that things were going to work out that I was able to come back really to my family and be yeah. present for them. It's hard. I mean, I don't know that anybody can equally balance those three things, right? Like your spouse, your children, and your work. It's, I think you give attention to kind of one or the other at different seasons. And I think kind of like you're saying, like the letting go and the trusting, I think for me, what's been helpful over the years is to understand that there are seasons to life and to understand like this is a season <laughs> and it's going to end <laughs> and the next season is going to be different. And like that trusting the process takes so much pressure off when you're this like type A need to get things done. If I'm not productive, I'm falling behind type of personality. Um, it, it's destructive. It really is. I always say it is my blessing because it makes things happen, but it's my curse because it really, the anxiety and the overwhelm that will end up consuming me because I'm always like, what's next? What do I need to achieve? What needs to improve instead of enjoying an accomplishment or enjoying reaching a certain milestone? It's just what else needs to happen and feeling uncomfortable in the downtime. It, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing and it's a curse. I I always say balance is impossible. It's fate. It's not real. Like we're juggling. Women are juggling. What ball is up in the air at this moment? Is it your business? Is it your spouse? Is it yourself? Is it your children? Is it a friendship? Because we can't have all the balls in the air at the same time. 
and men do a lot and I don't want to take away from men, but they don't have as many balls <laughs> to juggle. They just don't. I really like it's important as women that we understand each other and support each other because we have this very complex, complicated task. Absolutely. That Absolutely. we're just expected to know how to do. Right. Yeah, I, totally. And it's, you know, and all the emotions like land on us and you, you know, you're like steering the ship. You're carrying the weight of all of that. And, um, you know, I very much believe in there's differences in men and women. And we were designed that way to complement one another and to to understand, like, like you said, like there's your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness sometimes. Like there's this great thing about being a woman and being a mother and being a wife, but then it it comes along with a burden. And so, you know, how how can you figure out to your lifetime how to to more gracefully like carry that burden? And um, I think that's been like a fun thing for me to just kind of, navigate just even in the last couple of years of understanding like I don't know I really don't know at all like the older I get the less the more I realize the less I know and how can I gain more wisdom and how can I be better instead of thinking like you know you're in your 20s and you're like oh I've got this like I'm gonna you know rule the world and conquer the world and this whole thing and now I'm like yeah you know I want to do my part but uh, it's a little different. You realize a few things. <laughs> Absolutely. And it it is. It's just the more we age, I think we realize what really is important, what we value. Um, I love how you said how to do it gracefully because I think just having grace for ourselves, for the process, and for others is so important and something that I don't think I was very good at when I was younger. I mean, even with everything that's gone on and like the media and with certain people, you don't know what's going on in someone's life and how they're suffering. So the more that we can just have grace and support one another in this whole process, I think it's so and so important. I know that for you and Damien, a part of your journey together as um, business owners is you've reached out and brought in mentors. When did you decide to do that? How did you find your mentor? And how did that impact the business for you? So we have had, we've spent lots of money on mentors and coaches over the last decade. Um, in all honesty, we had one that we loved and that served us the best. And then she moved to Connecticut. <laughs> like, gosh, darn it. Um, but she might not even be right for us at this this time anyway. Um, what I love about mentorship is that sounding board and that uh, sometimes we, Damien and I talk so much to each other that sometimes you just want that outside perspective or you want someone to remind you, hey, wait a minute, these were your goals. Is this still where you're headed? Because you can get kind of lost in the details a lot, or you can get a new idea. Like both he and I come up with ideas all of the time, and and that's problematic. And so it's great, but also like staying focused. And so for us, sometimes it's like just having that person that just is is really just that sounding board and helping us stay focused. Um, we, you know, you and I mentioned before, like. The, the problem that we've had with mentorship is that, and we are, we are in that space right now, like, okay, who, who can we bring on that's new, that aligns with what we want right now? We're, we're more intentional and very specific about the things that we would like in a mentor or a coach moving forward. But the issues that we've had are that sometimes coaches, mentors, they have their own ideas. And I don't want somebody else's ideas. <laughs> I want you to hear what I'm saying and not twist my words into your box or what it is you think I'm saying. 
But honestly, like that, and maybe that's part of like my background in psychology. As a therapist, it is not your job to tell people what to do. It is your job to be an open space for people and let them find their way. And so I've been very frustrated with some coaches that have, um, you know, it on their own, they're, they have good intentions, right? But it's been this putting their opinions, you know, and their way of seeing things onto me when I'm like, yeah, that's not, you're not really hearing. Absolutely. So I've had this same exact experience with actually led me to where I am today. We also brought in coaches. I mean, I think when you're younger in your business and the business is newer, especially when you're in those struggling years, first of all, mentorship can be expensive. I think it's worth the weight, uh, the weight and gold. Like it's so worth it when you have that right coach. It's priceless, really. But when you don't have the right coach, it can be really damaging to your business and to your soul. And I definitely experienced that we... We latched on because we just were, we felt like we were drowning and we were going to grab everything to help us not drown. And it upset the changes that were being implemented felt overwhelming to me, which then made my energy toxic. And it was upsetting to our employees, some of the changes we were implementing because they weren't even our ideas. We were being told what to do in order to make our business successful. And Jenna, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I would come in with like, this is how I feel. My gut is telling me something's not right. And I didn't have numbers and I didn't have facts, but I had my intuition and I got shot down big time, big yeah. time. Like they got frustrated with me. And just so you know, I've never been wrong. My business is like my third child. I knew something was wrong. It took six months for everyone else to catch on, but I knew. And it wasn't until... I found a coach that also looks at my my value system, what I want to align myself with, what are my authentic values. Let's figure those out. What what is my mindset right now? What are my my triggers? What are my shadows? And what are my limiting beliefs? Until we started peeling away at all of that, I wasn't able to become who I was trying to be with all those other coaches. And that's what led me into working with and coaching other women in business because I want to do for them what I wasn't able to find. It was just about do this. And it was so damaging. Honestly, I think at times it made me, made me want to walk away from it all altogether. Yeah, for sure. I can relate to that. And um, I think it's just, it, I think the most frustrating thing, like, is when you tell someone your drive behind something or your why, right? And then they tell you, well, that's not good enough. I'm like, well, you're not me. Like you're not yeah. me. And who, who gives you the right, right? To tell me what I'm thinking or what I should be thinking or how your business should run or all of those things. Uh, it's just, it's incredibly frustrating. And we've spent uh, months, it's like you're trying to unpack what it is that like you're going through at, at the same time and not, you know, what can we take that's good and what can we leave? Because sometimes you spend the money and like now you're in it. So can we take something from it? Or and sometimes people just want your money, right? There's a whole, there's a whole, people just tell you what you want to hear. Like we had someone recently, we didn't hire him, but you know, just so much flattery. And I was like, this isn't right. There's, there's, it's just, it's flattering me. I don't want to be flattered. Yeah. I feel like if someone's like, well, hold on guys, like then how do you, why would you even get a mentor if it's going to go bad? Or how do you know if it's the right one? I think when you are looking for a good mentor, you need to know what, what it is you want in a mentor, right? Like how you were saying, you really need to know what you want this person to do for you. Do you want a step-by-step -step guide? then that's who you should go to. If do you want someone to look at your values in your business, then that's, you know, you need to find someone that's going to honor that. And I think you really, really above all else have to go with your gut when you're meeting that person. Do you feel a connection and rapport with this person? I 
am a part of a course right now. And the teacher of that course, the moment she popped on the very first day, and this is months and months and months long of a course, she popped on and I was like, that's my next coach. Just her energy that she brought, I was like, that's who I want to work with. She's not a business coach, but she's more of a mindset life. How I want to evolve coach, which I think for me personally, I need that for my business and everything else to be successful. Um, But I think you have to really trust your gut because not working with the right coach will not be helpful, but working with the right coach can change everything. Yeah, I I fully and just like, you know, people who are seeking, you know, therapy, coach, life coach, whatever. Sometimes people are so afraid to say that's not the right fit. Yeah, and I think it's the most important thing. Like, it's totally fine for you to try out different people until, like you're saying, you find the right fit. Because I've been with therapists that every time I come out of their office, I'm worse. Like, that's not what I want. Absolutely. I, not even that, like a year ago, I had a therapist and I was doing EMDR, which I wanted to be really powerful. But when I was telling her about some of my trauma for my childhood, she was getting really angry about it. Like, this is really, really severe trauma. And this is not okay. And your kids don't need to be around. Like, and I would leave going, I want a glass of wine. Right. Like, this is not okay. I'm supposed to feel softer. Like, you can't be angry because I don't want to be angry anymore. Oh, right. I, I don't like want to. I have you, we've talked, you've done the strengths, the Gallup Strengths Finder, or you haven't? No, you, t- you told me about it and you sent it to me. So what I, I like about it is that it tells you your strengths and they can kind of change depending on your situation in life or your age. But I've taken it twice with like, I don't know, five or six years gap in between. And both times context is my very bottom strength. So context is the desire to go back to the past, to live in the past, to think about the past, to treasure the past. Everything makes sense today because of the past. And it's my 34th strength. It means I hate the past. I hate it. I just want to be in the future. And so when I'm with a therapist, that's like, let's talk about your childhood stuff and let's go back there. Like, you don't even know who I am. Like, you're putting me in a place where I, I will be so depressed for the whole rest of the week because I'm literally doing the thing that I absolute hate. And so it's just, it is, it's so important to find a good person. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to find those people. You've got to talk and ask for recommendations and try people out. And it's a, it's a little bit of a journey. Right. It is. And it can be really discouraging, but you're completely right. Whether it's a coach, a mentor, a therapist, it has to be the right fit for you. And you have to be wanting to be a part of the process or it's not going to be successful. But if it all aligns and you find the right person and you're excited to do it, it can be pretty magical. Yeah. So you guys now have been doing this since 2011. You now have three children. So you work from home, you school from home, you're with your spouse. So you're together. Your unit is together all the time. Is this how your family functions its best? I would assume. I know some people need that time apart and that separation. You guys do best when you're all together. Or how do you even separate if they're doing school and you need to give attention to work? How does that? juggling act take place yeah it definitely is a juggle we have like some loose guidelines um but then you know generally we do school in the morning with the kids both of us so our work hours are 12 to 5 instead of 8 to 3 or whatever so then if there are meetings or you know, Zooms or different things, then the other person, the other spouse will make sure that they're taking over for that person. So, and I definitely, Damien ends up being the caretaker more than me. I'm the one that meets with people. I'm the one that, you know, finds new prospects. I do all of that kind of stuff in our business. So uh, by nature, that's my personality. And by nature, that's kind of our business has always been that way. 
we have not always worked great as a family together. And I always had this idea that like, it's great for my kids to go to school. They can learn from other adults. They can interact with other children. And I need that space away from them. And a few hours a day is all I need to, you know, impart what I want to impart. And I, I'm not saying that that's not true for families that don't homeschool. I do think that is true. Like you are the primary caretaker for your children. Like they are going to, your voice will be the loudest in their ears. If you're intentional about caring for them during the time that you're with them, right? And connecting and all that kind of stuff. But through COVID, that was maybe the one good thing about COVID was we realized how much we were missing from our kids. And, you know, maybe like you, we grew our business so much when they were younger that our oldest is 12 and just realizing that we only have a few more years with him. And just that that burden or that realization of wanting to, you know, develop a deep relationship with them as best as we could has really kind of been the underlining fuel for why we continue to homeschool. And there was a time, uh, it was like last year, maybe the year before, I think it was the beginning of last year where we were really, everyone was fighting, mad, angry, fighting, like we say it was bad news bears. And so we sat the whole family down and um, I just had this feeling this thought of if I were to quit now and say, I can't do it. The kids have to go back to school. Like I'm going to be feeling my family. And so it's why wouldn't I want to stick through this hard time with my children and teach them how we overcome adversity, teach them how we work through painful things in a relationship and just that lesson alone, whether I don't think it was for them, it was for me. Uh, that was like, nope, we're going to do this. This is what we're doing. And we're going to stick it through. And so it's still what we do. And we've learned how to work. They, um, they probably would never leave us. Like they want to be with us all the time. I'm like, no, we do have a nanny. She shows up. Well, you guys go play. Go. To That's what I was wondering. It's like, what do they do when you're working? How do you manage that? I always joke. I have a daughter who will be nine next month, and I was like, if she could crawl back in and live in there half the day, she would. That's my youngest too, for sure. When's her birthday? Uh, her birthday is May twentieth. Okay, so he's June twenty sixth. So it's probably not the same. It might be. I think she's my son's May third and my daughter's May 20th. She's on the cusp of Gemini and Taurus. And I always like kind of followed astrological signs, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to them. And then I had her and she's like two personalities and yeah. she's for sure two personalities. And those personalities can show up within 20 seconds of one another. And I was like, there's something to this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were just kind of reading about it yesterday. And um, we're not really, you know, we don't read the zodiac signs, right? Like, but we just pulled it up kind of for fun. And so our youngest is a cancer. And it was like all the things that listed, like the number one thing was uh, don't ever like say anything bad about their mom. You know, it's like, oh, I love that. That's that's uh, so cute. Um, so what I know just before we wrap up, I know you guys have this doTERRA business, but now you have other things that you're dreaming and working on. And I love to talk about the evolution of businesses because I think that's such a beautiful organic thing that does happen. So just quickly tell us what's coming up for you and Damien and kind of how these ideas came about. So what we, this year, we have just been like open to ideas. So what started with was yeah, we love to work from home. We do love to homeschool uh, and we do everything together. We, we believe in marriage. We believe in like the covenant of marriage. And so we wanted to do a podcast or something or a book or something kind of along those lines. So we've started that. The podcast is called Home Based. Um, we, we've gone through a little bit of a season of burnout. So we decided to take on all these things. So like 
here's all these ideas. And so we started the podcast. We started the Instagram. We started um, a new YouTube page for our doTERRA business. And then last month, we're like, wait a minute. That was a little too much. I don't know if you can relate, but um, it's like... Absolutely. Yeah. So we are taking a step back. And we were doing like one podcast a week now, even though you're not supposed to do this, you know, we're going back to once a month because like you said, when you start either a new business or even if it's just a passion, like it takes time to build something and, and that time takes away from your other things, whether it's your family or your current business or for us homeschooling. And so, uh, and for our own sanity, right? So it is something that in the the current environment that we live in, I don't think that home gets enough positive attention. And I don't think that marriage gets enough positive attention. And I think those two things are, those are what our lives are about. And so if we can just be a voice to support those two, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Theories or um, then then I, I just want to be a, a part of, of that. So, well, I think that's beautiful and great. And I, in my experience, have learned that pushing something to happen with urgency doesn't work and allowing it to organically unravel, create something beautiful. It's a very uncomfortable space for me and something I've been trying lately to do to just, like you said, be open and let it come because I'm such a, here's the next step. But I do think it's in that surrender that we're really able to find where the path is going to take us. So I think what you guys are doing is great. I love what you're trying to talk about. I think it's really important as well. And I'm so happy that you came on this podcast and spoke with me because I think we just had a beautiful conversation and I'm so grateful. So thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. I am super grateful too. It's very fun. It's very fun to be a part of what somebody else is doing. And um, I'm grateful to our, I mean, we have like connections and, you know, high school connection and then Beth and doTERRA connection. And then we go to the same hairstylist. So it's been very fun to just you know, see what life does and embrace it and be a part of what you're doing. And I appreciate and am grateful for the invitation. Well, thank you. Yes. I love that the universe found a way to reconnect us. Um, and it's it's been great. So thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be in contact. Absolutely. Bye, Jenna. Jesse. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please rate, review, and follow along on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find out more about me at www.jessieboyce.com and follow along at Facebook at Jessie Boyce or on Instagram at, at Jessie Boyce. See you again next week with another great episode.